we have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's, it's no other way. Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Purely Arsenal FP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts. Welcome to the sit down at the Purely Arsenal podcast. We're back with a bang and I've got Neil Shaw with me. How are you doing, Neil? Oh, all good, thanks. All good. Always good to pod up for an amazing win, isn't it? So yes, very well. Thank yes. you yeah, well, absolutely. Also got James Johnson with me early morning in uh, England after a 2-1 victory over Wolves. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm very well, yeah. Um, it is a very early morning. I mean, I'm used to it being dark outside still, but with spring looming, I've now... I, I do need to invest in these... I've said for months I need these curtains. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's and, nice. Uh, it's looking nice with yeah, this new Zoom yeah. filter that we've got here. I might have to... clear. Um, I might have to do, you know, the old days of the goalkeeper. I might have to do a kneel and start wearing the cap for the podcast because the sun is right in my eyelids. (laughs) David Seaman cap on. Yeah. Yeah, we'll cope. We'll cope. We'll cope well, (laughs) yeah. We know. Like like Arsenal, we'll, you know, try to fight against the obstacles and come out on top. Um, Neil Neil was there. Um, Well, since we've been last on, we've probably mentioned, we've been, um, you know, the transfer window's gone. We've had this big sort of, Basically, what was a winter break for Arsenal? Two and a half weeks, wasn't it? It felt like a felt like forever. But we've come back. I think we've had three Premier League games since we come back. Two wins against Wolves and a and a win, which would have been a much should have been a much more comfortable win. I felt against Brentford. Um, so it's been it's been you know it's been a good good return. Neil, you were there at the game. Obviously, I, I want to get sort of a touch on like what your feelings were, both of you, um, just in the end before we sort of evaluate the game because it just feels like quite a big moment. Though there's still so many games to go and so much to go, but you felt, I mean, in a way, you felt even a point would have been okay in this game, especially after the way the game had went and how good Wolves are defensively. I don't think they've lost a lead since 2018 or something. Yeah, yeah. And this was the first time in the Premier League ever that we've turned over a deficit under Mikarte after being down at half Correct. Which which is incredible. I mean other than the cup final aside. Um but Premier League of course. So Neil, what was your thoughts? I mean when that goal went in, that ninety fifth mm. minute screamer mm. from we'll give it to Lacazette. Yeah, Lacazette's um, going hundred percent. It was going in. Um Mm. Where, where were you? I mean, talk to me about the atmosphere leading into that as well, um, and, and where it sits for you. I mean, you've been to some huge games, Barcelona at home. Mm. Um, mm. You know, I think that's the ones I've been at the Emirates and trying to compare. It. I think United. Another the last stars for me was the Man United one. Yeah, you, re- you were there too, were you? I was there. That, that you must one have met before. Van right Persie, Gunnis, Metatarsal. Yeah, Metatarsal, and then last minute. So, so yeah. where, where were you at with it? Where, where, what were your thoughts? Oh, mate. So just going into the game, I I, I, I knew it was going to be tough. I knew that both Wolves and I mean potentially another six pointer for us. Um, at that time, probably Wolves was one of our main threats, as we we know uh, for the fourth spot. So I was saying to the two lads I went with, I said, "Look, we are." We have to win. We just have to win. I don't care if uh, if Ramsdale goes up, runs up the pitch and scores. I don't care who, who knocks it in. I said it'd be Lips and own goal. I don't care who scores. It's just got to be a three-pointer for us so that we could potentially galvanise that uh, 
those games in hand that Tottenham never took advantage of. We need to do this. We need to do the opposite and try and win them all. Um, and it will really put us in a strong position to uh, to fend off uh, our immediate rivals for that fourth spot. So I said, whatever happens, we've got to do it. And then during the course of the game, I was like thinking, Jesus Christ, obviously after we went the 1-0 and we were working really hard. I'm not going to say that, you know, we go to, we, we watch some of our games in, in the past, we've thought, you know, we're just rubbish, we're not giving anything, we're not doing anything. But I felt aside from the finishing, we were doing everything that we possibly could do to break down that resistance. They're stubborn, stubborn, they're a very stubborn team. But we were doing absolutely everything we possibly could. Thank you, Thank you Neil. Apart from the finishing to finish those guys off or at least do something in the game. And then I did get to the point where I had to concede. You know, I'm like, I'm so positive. I'm always like, no, we're going to win it. We've got to win it. We've got to win it. Even one little time, somehow something's got to change. And then another 10 minutes go, another 10 minutes, and you just get filled with, start filling with dread. And I think, oh my God, we cannot walk out of this stadium with a loss. So I then just thought, all right, I'll take a point. So let's get that goal, the first goal. But I was feeling that he's got to change it up. And um, and eventually, we know in the past, Arteta's substitutions, we question them when it hasn't gone right. But fortunately, this time, the two substitutions, including um, James's favourite, Eddie, made the world of a difference. Um, but we all obviously talk about this later, but what I will just touch on is the atmosphere. Now, the atmosphere was beyond incredible. It really was very similar to those games that we just mentioned. I've been to a few more where the atmosphere has been brilliant, but as far as last last winners are concerned, I wasn't at the, the, the game against Leicester when uh, Welbeck scored, but I can imagine that it was on par with those types of games. And you couldn't even hear yourself talk. It was that loud. Um, I tried to capture some of the moments on video and it was just incredible, the noise. But, you're, but having said that, I feel this season is the first season in years that we've had good atmosphere. I think the fans have somehow, in some shape or form, come together as one and they're finally starting to, this, this fraction that we had um, in the past, especially probably to do with one of those stupid channels that, that's still, still going for some reason, but they... They weren't together. We weren't together as a, as a unit to make sure that we were helping the team as a 12th man. And it's changed this season, guys. I really believe that it's changed. All the games that I've been to this season, the noise has been on a high level and it just feels, it just seems different. And I am starting to get some of the vibe I used to get when I used to go to the games at Highbury. Not, I'm not saying it's there yet, but it's, it's getting there. It's getting closer to that. And I just felt that this was just what we needed. And in fact, I think it may have been Lacazette in his interview that said that we really, really need that because he said it helps the team. You know, them getting behind us just gives us that extra push. And this is what we've been saying. You know, you go to, you look at clubs like Newcastle, you, you know, up until now, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen to them in the future, but it doesn't matter how badly they're doing, their fans are fully behind them. Liverpool fans, goes without saying, Anfield's just like a ridiculous fortress. You know, even, dare I say, those lot down the lot road, you know, at least their fans get behind them and they unite. And that's something we've always been missing. And it's been so important for us to up that level. And, you know, we've, we've, been, we've mentioned it on the pod that we need to turn the Emirates into a fortress. All right, it doesn't matter about what else is happening, how rubbish our team might be, might be doing. The fans need to get behind them. Just 
support them. I'm like, when you're watching your voice play for 90 minutes, just get behind them. Just be that extra voice. And it makes such a difference. And it's, and it's a pleasure to be there. You, know, you go to some of the games that I've been to recently, you just like walk back home thinking, what the hell was I doing there? What was the point? But now it just makes a world of a difference. And I'm not just saying that because of the win. I just felt that the atmosphere has completely changed. And long may that continue. You're on mute. Sorry, boys. Oh, I can't always forget when I haven't done one for a while. Um, <laughs> you know, you made some great points there with the, because um, obviously I, I'm so far away, but you you get a sense of it from, not from social media, but what you're hearing from the ground and people going into the ground and, and chatting about being in the stadium on a week by week basis. I think it's multifaceted, James. Do you? I think, I think the reason being, I mean, we've been very critical of, of Nicky Arteta, but I, I mean, personally, I've never believed in him as much as I do now. And that's not just because of this result. I think literally over the past sort of six to eight weeks, there's been a general progression in the football that we're playing. Like if you, if you think about the Brentford game, that was literally all about as close to a sustained pressure of 90 minutes that you could get in a game, wasn't it really? Which is the argument we've always made. We've always said we've played in patches. We're always, it's always like a basketball game. We can never continue to sort of kind of put them, pen them in. And I felt in this game as well, you know, it was just this sustained sort of attacking pressure and you could really see what we were trying to do. And even in those higher pressure moments, like late on where, you know, um, Previous Mikel Arteta teams have panicked and started to hit balls long and things like that. I mean, if you look at that final goal, I mean, it came from an amazing move down the left through Saka. And, and then, and, and we'll get to it, but it's, again, we continue to play our football when it would have been very easy to to panic at that point, you know. And I thought, so I think I think that's part of it. I also think the fact, you know, Arteta constantly talks about changing the culture and, and uh, you know, removing bad eggs. I mean, I saw an interview with him with, um, who is it, Jim Rosenthal, which was really insightful when he was talking about um, regrets and he regrets doing, not doing things early enough. And he was hinting at, you know, was you talking like Aubameyang and Ozil and not removing them early enough? And he didn't say it in so many words, but you felt that was part of it. And um, and what he's starting to, I mean, I think we can all get behind these players, right? There's no players really in this first team squad that we're really upset with the attitude of. Even someone like Xhaka that we've criticised for, it's not been his attitude on the pitch. It's been like just brain dead moments and silly stuff he's been doing off the pitch and comments he's making and stuff like that. But on the pitch, we've never, and same with Lacazette, right? I mean, you could argue Aubameyang Lacazette, but attitude wise, Lacazette's almost the profile you want of an experienced player attitude wise. I mean, there's not many experienced players that played in the Champions League and sit on the bench for eight weeks because of a youngster and not say a word about it, which he did in the early part of Arteta's reign. So I think what Neil's saying, I kind of feel is, you know, the players, the cultural change, but also um, the fact that maybe we're starting to believe in this process a little bit more Um James, what are your thoughts? Are you? I'm starting to feel quite positive. I don't want to go overboard because I've, you know, been hit with it in the past. But I am starting to really see the build of Mikel Arteta's team. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I 100% agree. Um, I this was absolutely years ago. Um, I did a management seminar, very basic management seminar in terms of football uh, that I got sent to do. This was when um, I was more so trying to break into my media stuff 
This was about 20, oh, I want to say 15, maybe 2016. And uh, yeah, it was a former former football manager in there. And he said that the key component to everything that I do is based on three E's. He said energy, enthusiasm, and environment. And I'm like, I don't know if Mikhail Arteta had the same management seminar or whatever, but I'm like, I think those three things are something that he's completely changed and brought in. You talk about the players, Jack, a couple of seasons back, when that lineup went out, I'll freely admit some of them, and I don't, you know, I, I never, tr- even when I'm on here, I never try and single out a player and, you know, abuse or, you know, be overly critical of a player, you know, nasty to a player. I just say what I think based on what they've done. And I go, not him, he's not for me. You know, I've never really tunned into the player. And um, you look at the lineup now, when it comes out, you go, well, I like him, I can trust it. You know, even Jacker to an extent, you're like, well, you know, Lukonga's coming through, but he's not there yet. And he's really good when he plays with party and everything else. So that side of things, 100%. His substitutions, when they first went up, I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? But we've always said that his in-game management and sometimes tactically, he's lacking. But he went 3-5-2 there. He completely, you know, not seen that from us, 3-5-2. You know, I've seen three, you know, maybe a 3-4-3 or, you know, the five at the back and everything. But he went, no, I'm going to go 3-5-2 and... You know, you might I might be going ahead of myself, so if I am, wrap me up. But in eight, an 18-minute cameo from Pepe was man of the match for me. I, I know you could have had so many different ones, but Pepe changed that game completely. And, you know, Neil, I really appreciate what you've said there earlier because, right, as soon as we did what we did, I was like, I, I don't want to, but I'm going to flick on the Twitters and everything else like that and I'm going to see some of these journos and they're going to go, whoa, it's only Wolves. I'm like, hang on a sec, you have been emptying Kleenex after Kleenex after Kleenex about Wolves. They've got the second best defence in the league. Oh, look at that Bruno Lage, whatever his name is. He's been so good. And you know what? Last year, they did the double over us under Nuno. They're a better side now than they were under Nuno and we've done the double over them. So that to me shows a small hint of progress, a small hint of progress. You know, I was very, very impressed with that result. And yeah, it did It did feel absolutely massive. My problem now is, is that we've got a 10 day break going into our next game because I think momentum is so massive. If you remember, and you know, rightfully or wrongly, that game against them locked down the road, we called it off, rightfully or wrongly. I know people have got there. You know, that's a debate for a different day. And then we had a huge break. We went into that Liverpool second leg, completely undercooked and everything else, lost it, went to Nottingham Forest, again, completely. So, you know, Watford, I'm not overly concerned. I'll be freely admit that I'm not overly concerned. But what does concern me is, is, how do, are we going to get a good react? For me, I'm like, I would want to play a game this weekend after that the other night, just because I'm I think the momentum is so important. But we have got you know, game it's not like we've got big breaks anymore, 
after this one. So hopefully we just keep going and going and going. But like you said, don't get carried away because I look at it now and I think if you finish anything sick for lower, then there's got to be a conversation about him. And I don't want that. I don't want that conversation to happen. I, you know, for as much as I've spoken and everything else before, I've always said out of any manager that's been at Arsenal, and I haven't had many in my lifetime, but this this one, I really want to do well. I'd love for Mikel Arteta to slap me in the face and show me what I thought he was after we beat Chelsea in that cup final. After he beat Chelsea in that cup final. You know, I thought he was the Messiah. I thought he could walk on water. <laughs> he was all singing and dancing. So if he can get me back to that, I'll be well impressed because even if we finish fifth, right, if it's Man United that finish above us, I was sort of expecting that at the start of the year. And to be looking at Man United on paper, they should be finishing above us with what they have. But if we finish below them lot in the current state that they're in, that to me indicates that we've had a complete total collapse. And I'm like, if we have that, then that's got to come down to something that he's done. Cause I'm like the players to the extent get you through, but it's what you've conveyed to them. So I'm like, yeah, anything sick for below, I think there's got to be, I don't think he will get sacked, but I'm like, there still needs, there's got to be a combo if that, if it gets to that stage. Because see the new contract conversation at least. Well, yeah, because yeah, I'm like that would indicate a monumental collapse if we do that. Monumental. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I find it. I mean, I'm trying to do what they are telling us to do. In that, you just look at the next game. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I mean, if you if you think about it, you've still got to play West Ham at West Ham. You still got to play yeah. Man U at home, Liverpool at home, mm. Chelsea away, Tottenham away. There's a lot of big games, and, and we've got like harder running. Break, the stuff. little the break, Jack. At the moment, that's I'm like, yeah, that's what I see. What you going. mean, but you know what? Uh, on the flip side, we've got such a paper thin squad. I look at Smith Rowe being out and Tommy Asu being out, and I go. Well, an extra six or seven days may may do them good. I'm not saying necessarily that they'd start with that performance anyway, but you, you do look at it. And, and when you look at our bench yesterday, as good as the subs were, it takes one or two injuries for for us to basically have kids that have never played in the first team before on the bench, right? And that's not knocking them. That's just showing how, how thin we are there. And obviously, you know, we'll, we'll touch maybe briefly on, on, on what happened there in the transfer window. But um, it's definitely left left us with little room for for manoeuvring and, and and adjusting, isn't it? But I think we make a good point there. With I think he's just raising the standards, Mikel Arteta, and and I think Cedric's the epitome of that, really, in in the last few games. Because what happens is when sometimes when you raise the standards to a certain level, when a player comes in, they realise they. C- that they can't let these guys down anymore. They, you know, do you know what I mean? When Cedric used to come in before, it was a mismatch. You play him left back. It was, it was haphazard. We didn't really have a system for him to drop into. Now he knows that even though this isn't his shirt, he, he can't let the guys around him down because every everyone's raised the standard within the team. That's why they've got the shirt. And he's he's been really good, by the way, for someone you know that I've in the past gone, I don't think he, he he's really, you consider how great Tommy Asu has been, you know, no, yeah, he's a, been, he's completely impressive. changed how we view right backs in the sense of, uh, you know, Oh, he's not up and down. He's not whipping in and all the, you know, he's very, 
conservative with how he plays. But when he does do something, you're just like, yes. Like, you know, he, he doesn't have to show off or anything. You just know Tommy Ass, like we used to say about Monreal, oh, Tommy Ass is there, seven or eight out of ten from him. Let's we just move on. You know, very just solid type of player. And um, no, but Cedric has been absolutely brilliant in these few games that he's fielded. I've been I've been really impressed. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think you make really good points on it. But let's, I mean, let's go to the game a little bit. Um, I'm going to have you guys chat and I'll go ch- quickly check on my kid that I think has just woken up. Um, but look, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to you, Neil. Um, j- just want to get you chatting about the early part of the game. Obviously, it wasn't a great start for us. I mean, w- w- I don't think we started badly as such. I'm watching it again. You know, we had moments, but they also did. They had that offside goal, which they decided to review for 45 minutes, by the way. Which um, I think the epitome of that, I don't want to go into the referee and the... Uh, Corruption, but I think the biggest irritation for me always with the referees is I could get a strong sense they never review our instances as indeed the ones that are 50 50 for us as in yeah, detail as, as 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 their ones. Like, for example, against Brentford, the Lacazette offside, right? That was so close. I think it ended up being Xhaka that was offside before it, but they review it's instantaneous that one. Whereas this one, mm-hmm. pretty obviously offside to mm-hmm. me analyzing it for two, three, four minutes. And that's my yep. frustration. But but again, even on that point, it showed that they were quite threatening from the start, Wolves. Mm. And that was the frustration. And then if you can just talk a little bit about the, the goal and where you felt the fault was at, and I'll have you two chat, yeah. I'll be right back. Go ahead. <laughs> this is the first. I know, I know he said he was re-watching the game. I was like, has his kid, ju- <laughs> has his, has his kid just seen the Gabriel back pass? That, 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 that was the reaction I gave. Oh, I, was, mate, I was crying like that when he'd done that. I'm well. sorry. I, thought, I, think, I think that's the moment with the pod, I think. That's brilliant. Oh, <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, just going on from that. I think um, I think the start wasn't... Look, I'm not going to go against that, what I said right at the, at the top of the pod. I still feel that, although we were struggling to find a something at the other end, at the top end of the park. We we were doing as well as we could everywhere else, apart from probably the little blip at the start. Now, um, the, the goal, I mean, I think it's a mad moment for Gabriel, just a mad moment where that back pass failed him. Um, and, you know, their, their player, to be fair, Chan, it's Chan, isn't it? He, Wayne, he was yeah, very, very Wayne, quick. Yeah. He, was, he was very, very quick to latch onto it very fast, very sharp. Um, and I still think it was a well-taken goal despite the error from, yeah, from Gabriel. My, my biggest point in all of this is Gabriel and White have formed a partnership, I think very much like um, Xhaka and Partey have. And they're doing very well as partnerships. We need partnerships. I mean, I've been barking about that for bloody years. And I think they're doing very well. And it would have been very sad talking about the break if things hadn't gone our way, if it had been solely down to that mistake by Gabriel that we ended up losing 1-0, that don't know what that would have done to Gabriel's mentality because at the moment, he's doing, apart from that, one thing, he's doing so well with Ben White, with Ben White. Let's not forget Ben White. And I think that may have been detrimental for our progress for the rest of the season. And thankfully, thankfully, it meant that now he can walk away and not worry about it. So, I think that in that sense, from a, a, a mental, mental point of view, thank God that the result was turned on its head um, from what it was. But I think, I think I don't want to be overcritical of him. I think he's been fantastic. I think he's been solid. I think for the rest of the game, him and White, you know, all right, they didn't probably 
pose a much as much of a threat as uh, we did because we we had twenty six or twenty six seven shots uh, off. You know, I don't know, not on target, but at least we were trying at the other end, um, and they had about six or seven, I think. But we were giving warning signs. But they had they had that offside goal. There was two other chances where wow, how close was it? Um, one of them, I was. We were literally on that end, and we thought, "Holy shit, that missed by a whisker." Clipped Ramsdale's leg. It was. It was. Yeah. Oscar Wayne. Same uh, guy. That's it, that's Good it. player. So, so yeah. yeah, he was. He was. Made, made, made himself. Made himself big, and he like saved it with his groin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird I, thing I, was, I, it was a good I, save, but I think he might have pushed it closer to the goal. In a way, yeah, he yeah. closer. Yeah, he deflected closer. Yeah. And, but, but I'm just saying, I think, I think the goal that they scored, it was still well taken. You know, yeah, well I, as much as much of a fault we've got to say to Gabriel, I think also that was a good goal because he was quick. He was fast to see that. He took his he took that moment of opportunity and he he's took a good, it. He's a good player, Neil. And it was a good finish. They signed yeah, him in January, yeah. didn't they? Um, I don't know if they've signed him permanently because I think he's been alone. Yeah, I thought that was the deal yeah, that they did in oh, January. Oh, so oh, like, he's, I might be wrong. I thought for some reason yeah, they made it permanent. It's a good deal with Traore going because he's a good player. He is he's a, a good very player. good player, and I've not I've not watched him before until this game. Um, it's but what I liked, what I liked is you know how many times have you guys said that our oh, heads drop, you go one nil down, that's it. Oh no, curtains, that's it. We, we're finished. But I think it was so early on in the game. My God, what ten minutes was it? it was so early on. Yeah, less. and I thought, well, all right. And the fact that we just carried on with the same system of just getting at them, just you know, keep on, keep on their heels. Bang, 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 bang. The only thing that I did find a little frustrating, it wasn't too much of it as much as the Burnley games, we kept trying the aerials uh, at times. I thought it's not working with these bigger, more physical That's sides. Much, it just does not work because they're always going to win that ball, probably 99% of the time. I said, play at feet, keep the ball on the ground, do those you know, fancy moves that we know that you're so accustomed to and comfortable with. Just keep it on, but but I think we did less of it than we did against Burnley. So in that way, I was pleased. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was it was a mistake. But hopefully now we can just forget about it and make sure he learns from it, and that's it. Yeah, that's I've, some people that. argued that Ramsdale might have been at fault there too, but I actually think you got to credit him a little bit because I mean, what he could have done was let's say for example Len- Leno against Wolves um, last year. Do you know what I mean? Um, which was a different type of incident, but. He takes that player out there. He's, he's probably getting recarded. Well, with us, he probably definitely is. So um, that slight hesitation that he had is probably because he knows he's not. He, he's, he, I think he was always going to be second to that ball anyway. So um, I don't think we can put forward him. Maybe credit him for not taking the player out. To be honest, but um, a little bit. Yeah, it's a poor one, is it from Gabriel? He doesn't look. It's like he, he doesn't look, does he? It's a poor pass anyway. But he doesn't really look for the danger that, that, that that's coming in around him. It's just a bit sloppy. He did start the game a bit sloppy didn't he Gabriel the beauty of that though is I think we've said that more about Ben White this season and in those games Gabriel was being amazing but this time it was reversed wasn't it I thought Ben White was fantastic and that's where those partnerships you've literally just took what I was about to say I was just going to ask Neil because Neil's been there Um, I went I've I've been twice so I went Chelsea at the start of the year and that was you know and then I went to Southampton which I thought was a really big win, especially with that really nice, you know, where everybody sort of touched the ball. We did that really yes, nice. Yes, like that goal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I was going to say, Neil, you were there and it looked from what I was watching over here and everything on the screen that White 
was sort of pulling Gabrielle through after that mistake when it's normally Gabrielle, like Jax just said, that's helping. And you know what? You make a great point as well. And, you know, this is this is great that we're all agreeing with each other. It might be a bit boring for the viewer because they want the debate, but no. Um, we, we got we got the Lacazette, Eddie and Ketty yeah. conversation to come up. Don't worry. Yeah. And um, no, for me, he, he Ben White really, really helped him. I thought he was brilliant. And he's, he's starting to win headers, which, you know, from when I... When we first signed him, you know, we couldn't head a ball save his life, apparently, when we yeah. signed him. So that's really improved. Like, his leap and everything is earlier and he's getting up there and stuff. But, no, he he really helped Gabriel. And then second half, Gabriel, they had that chance with Neto. They should have got, you know, we should have got a quarter at one stage. I can't remember the spell of play that happened. But, yeah, he made a block from that Neto shot wide. towards the end. Yeah, and he was cussing because he was like, that's a corner, that's a corner. Ref didn't give it. You know, he's useless anyway, Atkinson. That's probably yeah. honest. He's one of sure. you know, Not that there's many that are great anyway, but yeah, sure. he's, he's, he's up there in the list of, and he bloody sends all the, you know, he, he sends our players to be trialed at the Hague, I think, the one man yeah. that he sends off. And, you know, but um, yeah, no, he really, really did help. Um, and Gabriel pulled it through. And, you know, that that's the thing. This game, you're looking at the younger players who, you know, start of the year, you mentioned it on Twitter the other day, start of the year, Jack, we're like, these younger players have got to explode. Not, you know, people go, oh, wait for them to bang. They can't bang. They've got to explode. Yeah. <laughs> we minimum three of them, didn't we? Really? Yeah. And, and, yeah. Um, and um, this game, it was more so what we want to see where the mature players pull. Party, Party was excellent. That yeah. second half, you know, I'll say it with chest, Granite Shacker was possessed. And, you know, when I watch Granite Jacker have a game like that, I'm like, why can you not do this every... Because if you did this every week, I would be begging for you to It was like when he plays for his country. Like when he oh, plays for yeah. his country. He was, he was like that almost. Like the yeah. way he was going forward and supporting the attacks at times. Mm. I'm like, this is brilliant from you. What do you this think about that new brilliant. sort of... He's basically a left-sided eight role in these last yeah. few games. And I, I have my concerns about it because I wonder how it will work against stronger teams but he, yeah like you said he, he was really I mean I thought Party was fantastic yeah um, I, I, I agree with you because he's basically a one man central midfield when we're doing that splitting all the guards Xhaka yeah. side yeah but, um, but like you said I thought I thought Xhaka's ability to get forward and just probe and uh, had some really nice little little touches around, in, around the box to keep that sustained pressure I think it's quite impressive from our tech because we've always felt he's very reluctant to release the handbrake if you like and I'm, I'm, I'm quite impressed by I think maybe he trusts his team more now maybe that's what it is but um, but our ability to just just continue to go um, yeah. no matter what setback we I had think, to I think that's another little bit that you can see because you know the past tells you that he'd have gone right you know I'm, you know what we used to say you know the cautious you know I'll stick with the draw but I think he's at a stage now where he's like, no, the draws don't, the draws won't do. We need wins. And like Neil was saying, I think he looked at it and went, well, we're peppering them. It's just the finishing. So, you know, they, but there might, if we keep going, there might be another one here that we can do. And yeah, we did. I mean, um, you know, Jack, your, your main guy, your, your, your favorite from Norway. He, he ran 12 K, mate. He did 12 K. <laughs> he's an unreal player and do, do you know what the 
when that stat comes out, people are saying, oh, look at all the comments. People will say, yeah, you know, and, and, and they're not wrong. Ozil had these stats. He used to have, uh, you know, he used to cover the most distance. But this is where purpose and, 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 and the enthusiasm of, of covering that distance. Like, what are you actually doing within that distance? What pace are you at? Where are you using your body? And what we find with Odegaard is, I think, I mean, it, he doesn't just cover the ground. He covers it really intelligently. And I think he's, our, I mean, we can talk about him all day, but I think he's really starting to show he's the technical leader of this team, to be honest. And um, when you watch... He's, I mean, he's running games, which... We yeah, neither goal happens without on his own. It, Both yeah. of the goals start... I mean, you could argue the second both. one starts through Saka, but they all start early on through him, through his play, through his build-up play, that ball over the top to Eddie for the first one, for example. And um, with Brentford, again, I mean, on paper, you, you'd say, oh, Odegaard with a few more assists and goals, and he's... He's absolutely elite because of what he's actually doing on the pitch. But I'm not concerned about that. I think it's just going to come because he's just too good. I mean, the guy is too good. For me, he's the best footballer we've had since Sandy Cazorla at the yes, Emirates Stadium. I agree. I, I don't see another one that's been close to him. I don't. Everyone will say Ozil, but I think this guy's a better football player. I really do. Ozil's final ball, unreal. Unreal. Like it's fine. You could see a pass that no one else could. I get that. Odegaard's not quite with that yet, I would it's say. potentially captain material as well, I'd say. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So, have you, what have you thought about Neil? Some of the comments, um, you know, he's hinted at not really wanting, to, basically, wanting to really evaluate that in the summer, which I think is the right decision, of course. But, um, but Odegaard's one of the ones that he certainly says is in the is in yes. the mix. What do you think about having that? I mean, we've never really had that sort of technical player as our as our mm. as our captain. Like Burkamp never really was, and no. certainly wasn't, and. No. So what are your thoughts on if you see any drawbacks to that in that, you know, that I guess, you know, the, the lack of being vocal and things like that? The only drawback I can see is if it if it's detrimental to his game, that's it. I can't yeah. see any other drawbacks. I think I think he is the kind of player that probably wouldn't mind stepping up and being vocal. I, I really can't see a problem with that at all. I just feel that if that pressure of being captain then starts having effects on his gameplay, which we don't want because as you just mentioned there, for me, he's the brains of the team. And that's what, I'm saying that with the utmost respect to all the other players, all of them. But he, for me, is the brains of the team. If you look at the team as a human body, he's the brains. Um, because, I mean, you know, what he does is just incredible. I'm, I, I tend to, he's one of these players that, for me, you know, I say, oh, I love this player, I love that player. But he's one that is growing on me more so, game by game. Every time I see him, I think, Jesus Christ, this guy's, it's becoming a, one of those players which you can see, like you said, Jack, he, he could potentially become he's, the world's his oyster. It really is, especially with yeah. if he stays at Arsenal for a long period. The world's his oyster. He could, I never want to say anyone's going to get anywhere near Burkham's shoes, but he could be up there. He really could be up there. I mean, there he's so well. young, isn't he? And, I mean, he's so uh, exactly. young. Exactly. Yeah, he's a lot younger than when Burkham started smashing it for us. I'm sure he is. I think yeah, Burkham was more mid to late 20s. Mid 20, 25, 26. He'd yeah. been in our Ajax. That's I mean, I know right. this guy's been at Real yeah. Madrid, but he's only, he's only 23, isn't he? 22, 23. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. You, you don't so sign up for Real Madrid at 15 unless you've got something. Mm. And you know what's at, interesting at there? Even when he was 15. So he, he must have had some glimpses at 15 that made people go, 
Wow. Yeah, we, we we'd all heard of him, right? I mean, I don't when they signed him, it was oh, yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. the whiz kid. So he's obviously he's yeah. had that. That's quite hard, isn't it, to have that huge belief in oh, you? Yeah. You never really feel f- fulfilled it yet. But what was really interesting, I always look at the club's comments when uh, when a player leaves, and if you look at the club's comments when like Sabios leaves, or even Kovacic to a certain degree, there wasn't really a lot of fans. Mo- they were like, yeah, whatever. But there was a lot of fans kind of having a go at Odegaard and the club, which told me that they're not happy about it. They're not, they're yeah. not happy this and guy's going. We, we talked about it. The, Ange, the way Ancelotti come out and was like, well, hang on a sec. No, this is a club. Tr- we need money. And the club have decided he's a sellable asset. He, he was distant. He was like, don't blame me. It wasn't me. You know, it's yeah. not me that's done yeah. it. Yeah, we yeah. got him at a steal, guys. I mean, Jesus oh, yeah, Christ! But the player he is, and the money—I was calling, money I was calling football, out for Madison yeah. for sixty million. Yeah. We yeah, get the him money for that, I don't <laughs> care about Madison in, anymore. Yeah, yeah. The money but, these days at football commands. I mean, it's ridiculous. As I said before, he costs less than he will be. I mean, come on. Yeah. Really, it's amazing. Yeah. And just in terms of captaincy, I mean, if you know me, right? Look, I I favoured Tierney at one point, and I still kind of have him in the mix. I wouldn't mind even, I know this goes completely against the grain of how I am about where a captain should sit. I've always said it's got to either be someone at the back, central defender preferably, or maybe a midfielder. I mean, look, Vieira was, a, was great at it. You know, somewhere like that. But even Ramsdale for me would be in the picture. But I think the four players for me that would probably be a good captain would be um, the likes of Gabriel because people worried about his language, the language barrier. But I think he's been there long at the club now. Even if it doesn't even happen now, and it happens in uh, you know for the start of next season, I'm sure by then he's going to get to a level where he can communicate. I think he's been solid enough. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> so look, you know, at the end of the day, I don't have a problem with someone like him, Odegaard, Tierney, or Ramsdale. So I think there's this quite, and that's quite nice because before we were like thinking, who the hell is going to be the captain of this club? And now I think we have got candidates. Um, and look, let's not let's not take away. Lacazette just for the moment let's oh, not take away because this. at the moment he's been on him fantastic here. he's been absolutely fantastic now I was I was being so critical of him during that game I did you want him subbed come off. We, we, oh, yes. There go, okay. yes I did okay. yes I, I did, did, as well. I did. I, no and no 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 look look not because of his lack of effort no, no way no it. way yeah. because his lack of his effort you cannot question as a captain for me he's fulfilling his role you know, he was geeing up the crowd at the other end of the pitch at one point, I remember, the corner flag. Yeah, you know, he was geeing up yeah. the crowd. Yes, he was doing that. And that's what you want to see in a captain. Aubameyang has never shown me that, never in a million years. Whatever Aubameyang was, for me, Lacazette is the complete opposite. So for me, as a captain, he fulfills his role with a plong. No problem. My only worry was, is he going to run out of steam? Because he's, he is struggling with a 90-minute game, especially one of high intensity is the one against Wolves, right? The other thing was, I just felt every time we got, got, got an opportunity, and we did provide the top of the front players with opportunities, it just felt like there was just too many feet going on. He just got into a mess and a muddle, and it all looked very confusing, and he just, just wasn't able to, to, to finish off or at least give the goalkeeper some work to do from any of those opportunities. And I felt that like he hasn't scored for a while. I think it's from since Boxing Day he hadn't scored. And I thought he's just not got the confidence to finish a move off. He's just lacking confidence. And I thought, look, I've always said, as much as I like a player, for me, the interest of the club is bigger. 
And I thought, we need to win this game. At that point, as I said to you, we need to get a draw. We need to get a point at least. And I thought, we need to make a change. I was actually surprised that the substitutes, all right, now with hindsight, they work to a, a brilliantly. But I thought, you're taking Martinelli off and you're bringing Eddie Aikatier on. I just thought, what the hell? But yeah, for me, Lacazette, at the moment, as a captain, it's 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10, that's for me. Yeah. Yeah, and well, there you go. That's um, he's going to get a three-year contract, and he's been capped into his thirty-four. So that's the end of that one. Um, but no, I mean, the thing with Lacazette is, I, I just to clarify Lacazette because I know James was having to say, I've never said he's the future. I don't, I don't think he. Well, clearly, he's not the future. Right? He's got six months left of his contract. We don't know what's going to happen or less. But um, but for, he's definitely the present. Like with these next fourteen games, that he is if one of, if not the most vital player that we might have because there is absolutely no one that can do that role. There is nobody that can do it. There's no, and he's just irritating, right? If you're a defender, I would just be irritated by the guy because he can balloon 10 shots. If Bamiyang ballooned the amount of shots that he did, like scuffed them, you wouldn't see him for six weeks. He'd be hiding by the corner flag, right? He'd just disappear because Bamiyang, this guy, I'll tell you what, he's got some guts. I'll tell you, he just, doesn't change. He plays exactly the same. And it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Everything attacking-wise, he has some part to play in a move. Always. Always. Even the free kick. Yeah. Even if you watch, go back to the Brentford one, right? That I think it was Saka's goal. You watch how they were moaning about a foul because Lacker got his ass into a player on a halfway line and the defender dropped to the floor and then suddenly Saka's away and, and, he, and he's bulleted one at the bottom corner. And I just think when I was watching the game, I felt Martinelli started really bright. He had that chance in the first half that he popped over the top and his energy was bright. But I did feel like his energy kind of wavered or his ability, his influence on the game wavered a little bit. Whereas, although Lacazette, all you kept doing, we kept doing was, go, oh, just finish one, Lacazette, please. Like, can't get his feet out, puts it wide, hits it into the goalkeeper. But I was like, but everything is literally going for it. One of them's got to go in at some point because everything's going for him. And I feel like, you know, for years, certainly the last 12 months, every time a Bamiyang had a game like this, which was rare in the last 12 months, people would say, at least he's getting in the position. That's important for a Bamiyang because a lot of the time, you know, he wouldn't even get in that position to get a chance, right? With Lacazette, I think he had eight shots yesterday. He had eight shots, um, 47 touches of the ball. Which is a ludicrous amount for a central striker. Um, Lukaku had seven in one game the other day. Um, so, I mean, he's so involved. And like you said, for captain wise, experienced player wise, we'll talk about like leadership letting us down, like these experienced players letting us down. I think his attitude throughout his Arsenal career, considering how up and down it's been with being in and out of the first team, has been pretty exemplary, to be honest. I don't remember him ever kicking up a fuss when he was being dropped for Eddie Nketiah at an age where Eddie Nketiah hadn't played in the Premier League, basically. And he was being dropped for like eight weeks on a trot for Eddie Nketiah. And all these fitness issues that people moan about Lacazette. I mean, I think I saw him run about 30 yards with the ball yesterday in about the 75th minute. I mean, it's amazing what fitness will do when you play a player every week from the start. And I'm a little bit sad that it seems like he's finally found his place in this squad. And it's probably all coming to an end pretty soon. But um, I'll tell you what, I won't be sad if he plays like that for the next 14 games um, because we'll get to where we want to get to. And James, the question I've got for you is, 
do you, most of the time when people come into the end of their contract, you get the idea they're coming to the end of their contract. Do you sense that with Lacazette? Do you sense that he knows he's moving on? Or do you sense it's still very much up in the air? Because you don't get that from his performance, do you? I think it's up in the air. I really, I really do. Um, I think that Mikel is looking at it and he's going, if I'm going to sign in the summer, I really, ideally, only want to sign one striker. He could potentially need to sign three because you've got to replace him. You've got to replace Eddie and we still need to replace Aubameyang going. And he's like, I don't want to buy. It's hard to find one striker that isn't, you know, you're, for the, we're going to have to throw down a premium to get, because we, we need one. We still need one. Like you said, he's not the answer for the future, but at the moment he's the answer for the present. But regardless, we still need one. And it's just like, I think he's going to try and convince him to stay. You know, you're seeing stuff off the pitch. This, uh, um, I, I can't remember the lad's name. This poor lad, he, he'd been bullied or something. And I saw else. the tweet. He's, very he's sweet. Ma- his mum put something up on Lacassette when you're coming down here as my guest. I'm bringing, you know, you're going to get, a, you know, this, that, and the other. And the kid looked absolutely elated, you know, but which, which he should be. You know, he went and saw Arsenal win. And he got to meet, you know, Lacassette and some of the players or whatever. And it's that sort of thing. And like you said, all these younger players, we've said it for months on end, they all respond to him. They all love him and everything else like that. And like I mentioned earlier, Arteta's all about the energy, the enthusiasm and the environment. And he's giving you all three, you know. If if we're going to have this discussion, Jack, let's have this discussion, right? Since the renew, the renewal, sorry, of Aubameyang's contract, he played 43 games, got 14 goals and four assists. Lacassette's Aubameyang, played, is it? Sorry, yeah, that's Aubameyang. Lacassette's played 50 games, got 16 goals and eight assists. So don't give me all this, oh, you know, we've got rid of the striker. Aubameyang, you know, for whatever it was, you know, and I don't like to tread back because he's not really our, but he's not our player anymore. So, you know, why look to the past and look to the future? But you could tell that he was just unhappy in the environment that he was in. You know, we had this discussion at the start of the even last year. You were banging the drum and me and Neil, I I, I can't really say for Michael because he's not here to defend himself and Anthony. (laughs) But me and Neil were like, no, just hang on in there, Jack. You know, he might, you know, you can't cast. We've spent so much money, we can't cast him away. And then it just, you know... Even I think Neil, you said when you watched the preseason games this season, and he's missing sitters from a yard out. You're going, oh, Jack, you might be right here. I remember you, you know what you no, said I, about I, that. I, I, Was it him or someone I, and he I, missed from a yard, I, and you were like, yeah, oh. I, I wanted him to <laughs> yeah. stay. I, I did want him to stay because I thought the way he commanded the, the passage and the wind for the FA Cup, I thought yeah. he's, he's, he's got to stay. He's, 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 he, at the part, aside from Saka, I think it was aside from Saka, and I think yeah. that season, who, who was it that was doing well in? Leno actually had a good season in goal, didn't he? That yeah, was the season where he got injured. Yeah. yeah, before before he got injured. So I thought, apart from, you know, we, they, they're our, they're the players that have been like pulling us through, or getting mm. us through. But I thought we've got to sign him. And but the problem for me is, for me, as soon as he signed that contract, that's when he went downhill. Yeah, that was it. As soon as he signed, put pen to paper, bang, finished. Different Aubameyang so emerged from the surface. That was it for me. 
Are um, you saying and, and you I, have the, the, those same concerns with Lacazette? Is this one of your worries, though, like about what we might do with him? I, I disagree with James. I think we. Sh- I think he might stay. And I, tell you I, why think, I think he, he might, might as well. You know why? Because I think he won't mind. I, I'm, my only worry is this. I think he has rejuvenated somewhat, Jack, in his uh, fitness. But I still feel he's going to struggle to maintain that intensity game in, game out, week in, week out. And you've got to remember, I, I know I know we're going to finish fourth. So we've got the Champions League also to worry about next season. So the point is, we do need replacements or additions in the front field. But I think he's going to become a new murder sucker for me where he's going to be happy to remain at the club, especially if we get Champions League, especially if we get it. He's going to be happy to remain at the club. And even if he can't feature for 90 minutes game in, game out, he'll be happy to play the, the maybe the impact sub role or the starting and then be substituted after a while if things aren't working out or even if things are working out. I've got a feeling he's going to stay. Yeah. That's just my opinion. I, I agree with you. And the question is not, because what you say, if you, I, I post it, I mainly do it for bait, but I po- <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say like, you know, uh, give me a new contract and people will give me all sorts of abuse. But the, the, the question is not what happened with uh, Aubameyang and Ozil because we wouldn't be giving him anywhere near that size contract if he was going to stay. I'm pretty sure we won't make that mistake again. So if he's asking for that, then of course it's, you know, sorry, we can't do that for you. Does. I don't think he does because the sorts of clubs that are in for Aubameyang, we don't know, in 14 games time, this might be different. But in, in, in the sort of clubs that are in for Aubameyang, I don't really see being in for Lacazette for that kind of wage. And n- not really, not his, his age. Like the, the biggest links have been back to Leon. Leon aren't probably paying him anywhere near what we're paying him currently, maybe. So so the argument there would be, well, we, we need to offer him something that he believes in. And then we also need to probably keep him on the same wage and offer him a, a length of deal that he's happy with, which I presume will still be probably somewhere around the two-year point. But the argument isn't, is he the future? The argument is, will we sign a backup striker better than Lacazette? And I think that would be quite hard to do. I, if you look at the backup strikers that exist in the Premier League, do, do you know the backup striker for Harry Kane? You, you don't really, right? If you look at the backup striker, okay, United have got Cavani, but they pay him unbelievable amounts. He's going to leave, right? Um, City, they've got Gabriel uh, Jesus. Yeah. They don't have a backup striker. Yeah. Liverpool, Origi. Lacazette is a pretty flipping good backup striker, I would argue, for what he offers. The dilemma would come in with the captaincy and you want the captain to be playing regularly all week and things like that. But I think there's a really strong chance that we go pretty young on this top striker, right? 23, 24. And you probably want an experienced head there to kind of nurture that bloke anyway, right? Unless it's a a, a Harland right and an elite of the elite 23 the Vlavic Harland but I think I think that's you're basically it there with those two right otherwise you're dealing with a guy that's looking to reach his potential right whether it's this Isaac or like like an Odegaard or a Lekong coming in right in those positions so you want that guy you want the experience we still need to we still need to buy we definitely need to buy but I'm sorry I'm looking at it and I'm like solutions already there Neil's been banging the drum ever since he made his debut. The solution's there. But the way that we played against Wolves and the way that we played against Brentford, it's indicating that you need a striker that's good in the air and has 
either elite or is on the verge of an elite level of mobility in and around the box. We've got it. Gabriel Martinelli. Gabriel Martinelli is. You, you, you <laughs> I thought you were going to say Eddie for a second. No, 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 no. I thought you were going to say Balogun. No, 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 no. Martinelli, that, that chance in the first half where he went to dink it and everything else, it all come from Odegaard and everything else, just seeing a split little second run. And, and I'm like, I'm telling you, before the end of the season, I I want to see him, and I know Lacassette's been amazing and everything else, and I'm not maybe not even as a starter, but I would like if Lacassette was to go off, and then okay, we're going to bring a Pepe or a Smith Rowe in the wide position because Martinelli, I'm going to put you down the middle. I'm telling you, I I always had reservations. I always thought, no, he's a really good left side. Keep him on the left. You know everything. Been saying it from the start. Uh, yeah, I know. Really. I know, Neil. You have since, think, since since you saw him come on against Florentine. Was it Florentina? He made his yeah. debut against or something. Yeah. You've gone. This is the guy that's going to be the new number. He's going to lead the line for Arsenal. He's going to, you know, you know, you 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 love Brazilian players anyway. You always have, even since the old Gabriel was there. <laughs> and but I'm telling you, man, that guy. I think that guy's there. And I have some reservations will, about it, to be honest. No, no, I've, I've given it. I've, uh, I've seen in the I've short seen the term. <laughs> in the short term, I don't think it's possible in the long term. Yeah, but I think, but I actually link it more to what Arteta wants. Like, don't you get the strong feeling that he wants a guy that's got a lot of stature in that central position? Who we link to? Calvert Lewin, Vlavic, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, don't you get that yeah. feeling? Like, he, mm. I know Martinelli is good in the air. But this is my feeling as to why, even though, you know, I kind of... Yeah. Like someone quite like small who does like statuesque people, we've he, always said this. He does everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. So I just get the feeling that I'm not sure. I I get the feeling he'll he'll probably use Martinelli from the left for a, a good 12 months more, but I could be wrong. Um, but I do agree with you in that secondary. I'd like to see it towards the end of games to see how it works. That would be the time to see it, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be the time, like in these 14 games that, you know, I don't think it would be the time to do it from the start unless, for example, Lacazette was injured and then you'd have a decision to make. Mm. But um, I was certainly thinking those last 15, 20 minutes. But in saying that, James, I mean, Eddie and Ketia, full credit to him because I thought that was probably, in a long time, his best performance I've seen in the Premier League um, oh, yeah. from him. I mean, he was massively involved for the for Pepe's goal. He, mm. he was even involved for the second goal, wasn't he? In, in yeah. part of the part of the one-two, I think. But um, but it, I thought he was fantastic, James. I, I'm not mm. certain he can continue to do it. I think he will leave most definitely. I, I'm much more confident he'll leave than Lacazette. Maybe I know nothing, but he was very good, James. Yeah, I mean. Um... <laughs> The Everton game, if we're going to go back, when he come on and had a cameo, apart from missing the sitter, which, oh my God, it was dreadful. It was dreadful. But then Aubameyang missed an even worse one, in my opinion. Last and ever he touch. Get, and he didn't get anywhere near the flack that Eddie got because Eddie's just been, you know, he's, he's a scapegoat player, let's be brutally honest. And um, But no, he, he was brilliant. He was really brilliant. And the assist for Pepe, because it's the lofted ball from Odegaard, which is a ball that, Pepe's probably wanted all of his life since he's been at Arsenal with someone. Please give me, you know, give me a ball I can run onto somebody, please. And um, it was, it was like a volleyed cross. He didn't have a lot of time. He did not have a lot of time to think about it, but it was brilliant. And it was a lovely little turn by Pepe and a great goal. And you know what? That's, 
he's a guy that's come back from the AFCON with a bit of confidence. Arteta said, I've seen levels to him in training that I didn't think were there. And he will be an important player. If you remember towards that last end of the last season, he got, what was it, seven goals and four assists or something in that little run. Oh, I'd love I'm like, to get something can, close yeah, to that. If you, yeah, if you can get me close to 10 goals again and five or six, that's massive for us. Massive. So, you know, like you said, it's a paper thin squad and everybody's got to be doing something. Everyone's got to pull it through because, you know, like you said earlier as well, if if one of them goes down or they don't perform, the alternatives are people that are, you know, they're still drinking Carongate. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're babies. You know, they yeah. are babies. He's it's probably the most aspects. clinical player we've got, I think, isn't he? Would you say that, Pepe? Yeah, I was talking about, about Eddie. I was like, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might be up there, actually. But I, I mean, if I'm going to drop a chance to someone within the 18-yard box oh, at yeah, the moment, God, it's Pepe. Yeah, oh, yeah, have to be. Have he to seems be, like yeah. the most ice cool kind yeah. of player I mean that finish showed it didn't he doesn't really think mm. about it he just he just it's all in motion but mm. but he looked very positive against um, Brentford when he came yes. on didn't he and I, yeah. I, I, I very much like the way he just has the ability to switch flanks for Saka who, mm. who who seems to be? I mean, he scored his goal against Brentford from the left, and then in this game, just before the the winner, I mean, I thought it was in from Saka. Great save, yeah, the P, yeah, the P roller, yeah, it was a yeah. great, yeah, yeah. It yeah, just seems to move. create. I mean, mm. he, he, I think we should do that more often. Those little flippers, especially with Saka, not yeah. maybe not so much with Smith or Martinelli, but when when it's Saka as because let's face it, he can play on either flank. It's I mean, second yeah. nature to him. That's yeah. probably why he's yeah, on the I'll tell you what, he did he didn't have one of his best games. He didn't. But that that guy, uh, I, I was comparing him the other night to, you know, a Mexican boxer, right? You know, they, the way they just keep walking forward. He gets battered every game, he gets battered and battered and battered. But he's like he bites on the old mouthpiece and he's still moving forward. And you're just like, Oh mate, please go you're taking too many blows, just go down, you know. But he doesn't, he does not give in that kid. That's great. Yeah, he's awesome. He's absolutely awesome. Yeah, I think that's why he's a must start as well. I mean, more than that, but he knows he loves hybrid players, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. that's we've always said it. Mick yeah. Arteta loves hybrid players, and I thought, I mean, like you said, Pepe's goal was unbelievable. Um, I thought it was, you know, a fantastic move as well, and and the and the, and the winning goal was was a fantastic move as well. Um, I don't want to talk about too many negatives. I thought, I thought let's let, let's discuss some of the Neil, some of the antics on the Wolves side. A little bit, the, the, the time wasting from the 25th minute. Now, I know at Molyneux, we did a little bit of time wasting ourselves, but this was a whole nother level. I mean, what, we, what were you thinking in the stadium or did you know what was going on when the, the substitution with Jimenez? <laughs> no, I mean, I had no idea, but it was ridiculous. That's all I knew. You it was ridiculous. Yeah, unbelievable. It was just, it was just uh, what the hell were they trying to prove? I mean, I mean, the end of the day, it was good because it backfired on them, didn't it? We got those six minutes and we scored the night, literally 95th going on to the 96 minutes. So tough luck yeah. um, for them. It didn't work out. They were trying to do all this time-wasting market. But I saw that from their goalkeeper right at the start of the game anyway. So they were doing it. How many times has our players been carded for any form of time-wasting? And I was thinking... That goalkeeper's done it about eight times now, and you're still not pulling a card out. I mean, it was ridiculous. There were just there was one point where on our side where he was with a defender, and they were almost like deciding, "Well, do you want to take it or no?" And they were de- it felt so deliberate because they were one nil up at the time, and it felt so goddamn deliberate. I thought, ref, now's the time to pull a card out and caution one of them, or especially the goalkeeper. No, nothing. 
And, you know, the crowd were reacting to that, which is good, which is good to see. But I just thought, mate, what are you doing? And then, the, you know, the, the manager went on air afterwards and he kind of, he kind of apologised, I guess, you know, it's my fault, you know, we got, they got, got the numbering wrong or something, or he changes his mind at the last minute and all that rubbish yeah. and blah, blah, blah. I never meant to cause any problems or anything. But he, he kind of took it on the chest a little bit, which I thought, right, fair play to you. But at the end of the day, you still were not in control of, or the referees weren't in control of that, I felt. I thought he should have, he should have been a bit more sort of stronger about it yeah. and just said, oi, get off the pitch. You're off. Yeah. Stop messing around. Yeah, and, and I thought, that was just a load of baloney. And, you know, if we hadn't have done what we'd done, it would have been more of a talking point. But actually, it worked in our favour. So yeah, I'm not going to worry too much about it. It goes into the background, yeah, of course. Exactly. Jimenez was embarrassing, though. Really embarrassing, I thought. Mm. He tried to go off the other yeah. side. Then he just stood there on the pitch and folded his arm. Yeah, like I mean, to be honest, you're talking about double yellows at one instant. I mean... It, oh no! It's a lot worse than than what you're giving Martinelli's one for two weeks. That was ridiculous. But, well, uh, it's because I, I, it's no, it's, there's there's no real uh, recollection of it ever happening, is there? So no, I mean, no. well, separately as incidents, they may be both a little bit naive of Martinelli. But I mean, that's the whole. Sorry, Joe, that's not it, right. That's not right. I thought, look, if if I, and I know it's been said already, because we, we didn't podcast about this game. But the point is. He he did not know. I, there's no way in the world he could have known he was booked for the first no, time. Exactly. That's the point of he a was in a flow. He was a, he was in the flow of a movement, which has all happened within ten seconds or less. How the hell are you going to know your books? I think yes, it was very reckless of him. Both, you know, if you disrupt a throw in, you're going to get yellow carded, and that foul probably warranted a yellow card. I'm not disagreeing that the, they're two yeah. isolated yellow cards. But the point is, the referee did not make it clear to him that he was booked for the first one. And why is it? It always seems to be our team that suffer these, you know, unique one-off moments. Yeah, exactly. How many times has that happened before, where two yellows have been given to the same player within like eight seconds? I mean, I've never. I personally have never Someone seen it. Someone posted a video from the Irish League in 2012. Yeah, I, they went, "Here you go." And I was like, yeah, so there you go. Where is it? Oh. Like, where is the? And, and people say, "Well, maybe those instances don't come up," but. We had it right there. I mean, the guy literally got booked and refused to walk off the field, stood there, folded his arms. I mean, Neil, Neil I don't know if you... Get a second yellow. I don't know if you've watched it, you know, like highlights or anything back. Uh, Jack, you might be able to speak better on it. There was a moment in the second half where Connor Cody progressed through and I can't oh, remember right. who it was. I can't remember who it was, but they did like Xhaka does where they just sort of turned... You know how like Xhaka turns and then he draws a foul in. And sometimes you're like, oh, for God's sake, Xhaka, why are you doing that? Because it gives him a chance to reset. But it was a really clever little move to break the plat. And um, it was sort of, you could see why it was given as a foul, but it was quite soft. Are you talking about the one where Cody went mad? That's it. That's the point. The, so that's Jack, actually the way that up. he was. He he dropped us. He dropped multiple C bombs. Yeah. He was calling the ref of the yeah. You know, he was calling him. Oh yes, yeah. that was Ben White. He was screaming be, at him. And I'm like, if that's an Arsenal player, I'm like, it's it. it's yeah, stop sweat. You know, cut that out. You know. So um, and they were really close. I mean, Amazon's coverage. I've got to get you know for. An organisation that's very, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get too political on a football podcast, but their football coverage is is really good. I'm like, the, the more Premier League yes. they get, the better, because they're really showing up Sky and BT, especially over here. Yeah, They're showing them up. They're oh. really showing them up. And um, it, they were very close. And I could hear, you know, I could... You know, I, I, you don't need to be a lip reader anyway. And to be fair, he's a scouser. So <laughs> it's going to cut. They're, they're normally quite loud. 
I've never met a quiet one. Let's be fair. I've never met a scouser that's quiet. Um, but yeah, I'm like, you know, I've from what I've read, you know, and everyone goes on about these rules with that Martinelli card. Descent since I believe 2013 was when they were like, we're clamping down on descent yeah. because we need to help. You know, kids that are coming through. We've got to show them, you know, like rugby. In rugby, and I hate rugby, I can't stand it, you know. Anyone can kick a ball over the post. It's underneath. That's the skill, thank you very much. But um, <laughs> they're like, you've got to respect the refs. You've got to have more respect. Yeah, they do as well, you know? a lot more. And um, he called him literally every square word in the yeah. book, <laughs> at least four or five times. Well, And he didn't say anything to him. No, again, it's inconsistencies. But Ben White, I mean, you, you saw the one where Ben White, I think Trip Neves was it. Yeah. And uh, which, which obviously in hindsight looks looks hilarious. Looks hilarious. But he was the one with that that decision too. And the reason Cody was so annoyed was I don't think he was contacted Ben White. But they were through. I mean, they were mm. they were like oh, three yeah. on one. Yeah. And it was a really poor pass from Ben White as well. So as good as Ben White was, I remember being seeing that moment and being like, oh god, thank God they called a free kick because it was like they were. They were through, do you know what I mean? But like said, this it's such fine margins, isn't it? I mean, they had the Podence chance that just mm. went um, wide, and then the, 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 the one that just went wide uh, through Ramsdale's legs. But mm. overall, I mean, you know, Lacazette had more shots than their whole team. I mean, we we we, we deserve to win the game, no question yeah. about it. And 100%. they were time wasting from early on in the game. And I was very impressed because that's a good defensive team. Very good defensive team. Sorry, Jack, can you rewind that? Did you, did you say we deserved it overall? Oh, I think we deserved it. Do you want to tell Paul Lynch that? Do you want to tell Paul Lynch Oh, Insta saw him. What's up with him? He used to play oh, for Wolves, my. didn't he? Salty he used to play for Wolves, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he's worried about that, that man he went out and get fourth, isn't he? Yeah, Ian Wright. I saw his picture that he posted after, which was hilarious. Just of him smiling and Paul Lynch going like this. Yeah. Which was sure. pretty funny because you could tell Wright was like, no, they definitely deserve to win the game, Paul. Well, I don't think they did. And I was like, no, I didn't. Was, I mean, there was only one team playing in that game after the first goal, to be honest. But they caught us a couple of times on the break. But I, I liked how how much we were willing to go for it. You know, at one one, even myself, who, who wanted to win the game before, went, Do you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll take the one one. I'll, I'll take the one one. But yeah. like Neil, 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 it's a good point. You say the nine day break is is frustrating. You know, you want to play again. Imagine if we hadn't won that game, how frustrating it would be. Like, oh. I mean, you'd be sitting there this weekend going, oh, now I don't expect much this weekend because a lot of the teams are playing relegation uh, struggles. You expect those those big teams to, to to win. But even if they do, we know we've done our business. Do you know what I mean? So that that's what makes me a bit more relaxed about it. There's nothing worse than watching other teams play around you when you know you haven't done your job. Um, which is which is good, and I think West Ham play Wolves this weekend. So either way, someone's dropping points there. Come on, so, so that that that's good. But fantastic. I mean, if you had to pick a man of the match, I I I know James says um says Pepe. I, I, I'm always tend to urge towards Odegaard in a lot of these games at the moment, just because I feel like he's sent. Yeah, if if Pepe didn't come on and do what he did, then it was Odegaard. Or, it was Odegaard or Ben White that would have got mine. Yeah. Party close but behind. It, yeah, I do want to talk one player. Um, I've been a little bit concerned with Tierney for a while. I felt he's not off, but I felt sometimes he's a bit look, look, like the crossing example. I feel he's one of the biggest culprits for that. For example, though he's got a great cross, I feel at times he's very one-dimensional. You almost know what he's going to do every time, and I feel. There could be a little bit more variety to to his play. Uh, uh, is Mikel Arteta really telling us to cross this much? 
I mean, he must be, I guess, because it's so consistent. But I find it difficult to believe. And I'm trying to work out what the strategy is there. Is it to win the second ball from the cross? I'm not, I'm not certain because it doesn't really work out for us that much, does it, the crossing? I mean, our goals don't really come from it. Generally. I mean, obviously the Wolves game from the set-piece set wise, yeah. But we're doing a lot of this sort of whip out to the wide. So, I mean, does anyone have a, a little sort of minor concern? Just a little, Pizzi? just a little bit. I think he'll, he'll be okay going forward. I think he's too good a player not to be. Um, I think that's why maybe, I mean, if he ever got the captaincy, I don't know if that will change him as a player. Um, I mean, he, he he was given it by default, wasn't he, on that game where Shaka shirked it, so that I won it. And uh, uh, Eddie, who's, he came on to give him the captain's armband, didn't he? What game was that? Which game? I think. Guys, help me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, yes. I think I think what I'd like to see more te- of Tierney is that what he did when he scored that goal in the in the snow. I can't remember who that was against. Remember that move? Where he, yeah, but he kept the ball, and it was an amazing goal. He's got to do more of that. I mean, and he's got to mix it up with the crossing. That for me, I, I, I'm I'm not as worried as I was. You know, when Tavares, when um, Tavares came on the scene and he was doing so well, I thought he's giving us that extra dimension. He's doing a little bit different yeah. things differently to 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 Tierney. And I was a bit worried about him then. I thought, oh no, does this, does this mean we're going to lose Tierney? The other concerns were his injury issues. Um, he's getting injured too often. I thought, oh no, no, this because for me, he's got so much potential. I. I I'm now thinking about it, having seen him seen progressed a little bit forward in time, I just think not yet, Jack. I'm not so worried just yet. It's just it's, yeah. I think if Arteta gives him the freedom just to do a little bit some things a little bit differently, I think he will take those opportunities and he will. So maybe we need to talk look at that maybe in a few games time. But I think plus, I think at the moment plus, not so worried. We need to see him if we do get, like you said, the the aerial presency striker. Oh, yeah. I mean, he because probably the law, benefit the, the most. law of averages tells you if he's going to whip in 27 crosses, if you do have that six foot plus guy, get might, head you, we've got to get about one or two, surely. Yeah, <laughs> By just law, yeah, law of averages would tell you yeah. that. But, but even um, with those crosses, we are creating a lot more. I like our football a lot more. I'm enjoying yeah. the way we play a lot more. That's that's that, those are all big factors. I, I do agree with Neil as well. Again, <laughs> keep agreeing with you today, Neil. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you, you, you chuck the armband on the guy, and it will galvanise. You know, a lot of people give disrespect to the Scottish League, but there's a lot of players in that squad, and you're looking at how many of them have won titles. He's one of the only ones. Mm. You know, he's one of the for whatever you want for whatever you want to say about the SPL, or whatever. He's been there and he's done it. He's won championships. Mm, mm. So, you know, you need someone that's going to say to him, like, you know, listen, listen to me, boys, or, you know, like how we're talking about Lacassette if he does stay. You, what you, you know, and I'm not in favour of strikers normally being captains, but I think if he does stay, then you've got to keep it going with him because he's, like I said earlier, he's doing stuff on and off the pitch. Yeah, so, I think yeah, at that point the device would be a important thing to a point, mm. wouldn't it? Right? Don't, mm. don't do this whole five captain thing. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, if, no, yeah, no, if no. you have Lacazette no. for another season, you need to definitively he, say this yes. is the second. Give us one, and that's and yeah, and a vice. I don't yeah, want and a vice yeah. like the old days. Don't give me yeah. the older. No. You know, we've got a captain in each flipping area of the pitch kind no. of thing. But but it is nice, you know. Like I said earlier, the break is annoying from looking at previous, but it is nice from the point of view of that we can sit back today and just enjoy and, you know, see what happens. You know, yeah. we, we don't have to do, but, we don't have to do much hard work other than sit back and, you know, <laughs> they're, they're not down the road. 
It's not a gimme because leads are fine no. for their lives. They, they're going to get, I, I, I was watching them the other week and I'm like, you're going to get sucked in. You and Everton are sucked. You're going to get sucked in here. Yeah, looks worried because, for Leeds, doesn't it? You know, ever since Weghurst come in at Burnley, <laughs> he's sort of turning them around. And I'm like, you're in this. Whether you like to admit that you are, you know, not that Bielsa, I think he can speak English. He just chooses not to because he's, you know, he knows what media over here are like. No, I'm with it. Yeah, it's probably I'm quite like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, he, he, he can't be bothered. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not getting involved with you lot because about what happened with the spy gate and all that, you know, the way they it would be. Through. Personally, so I, think I think it would be hilarious if Everton with Lampard or Newcastle, oh, of course, went down. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, 100%, even one of them. That's not that, that game, that game's not a gimme because they're fighting for their lives. And you yeah. know, it's it's the you know, <laughs> people are going to me about how much of a shock them lock down the road is. But behave yourself, behave yourself. They are. The two dogs humping in the road principle. I don't know if you've ever heard of that in psychology. You know, when you're driving your car, you see two dogs at the side of the road. You go, oh, look at that. Look, look at these two dogs. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you keep going every day and you keep seeing it. You're just like, oh, you know, second nature. They're always like that. <laughs> that is that lot down the road. They've been like this all my life. Mm-hmm. It's not a shock that they're falling. You know, it's crumbling and yeah. a manager wants to go and he's slagging them off and everything. It's yeah, the know, hope is that. He doesn't, he doesn't reinvigorate him because, I mean, Conte is is known for turning things around at almost everywhere he yeah. goes. So that's the frustrating yeah. thing. But like you said, you know, the more they cannot gain momentum, the, the, the more he's, he's quite you know, toxic. The, 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 quite the media are begging for well. Man United to appoint a decent manager so they can fall in love with them again. Because they've loved Spurs for the last five to six years. And now that's looking like that's going down the pan. They're like, oh, we need to get back to loving Man yeah. United again. Yeah. You know, Where do you think we stand at the moment? tokens are still quite high, but, you know. Yeah, well, they've always been, yeah, they've always remembered them from their success 30 years before everything and now they're successful again but where do you think we stand in the top four I, I, I gave us very little chance when the transfer window ended not because I felt any of those players should have been starting and I, I didn't disagree with a lot of the sales at all really in fact all the big name sales that Mikarte has made basically I've agreed with um, but obviously when you lose that amount of players and, and your ex-captain and striker you, you do expect to probably bring in one and that's where I felt we just had we we'd weakened our squad, right? But he might argue that he strengthened it in terms of the collective and the mentality and everyone pulling in the right direction, which we know can be a huge, huge factor. So I gave us 0% chance of getting top four. Um, I just felt, you know, and I, st- I, I certainly am believing a little bit more, but I don't think we're favourites. I, I, I would argue United are probably still favourites based on just their flipping squad size and and and, and they, sh- they, they can't continue to be this poor um, where do you stand Neil you think we're going to finish third probably glad you asked him first yeah, yeah wow <laughs> wow how did you guess that Jay I'm shocked that you I know I w- I'd love Chelsea yeah. to be brought back into Look, I, just, I would love that that would give me because now it's, it's not, one place for Jay, 14 Jay, it's two points if you won our games in hand mate two points it's our nothing. games in hand against we- Chelsea and Liverpool yeah, so what? Who cares? I still can do it, mate. And just said, look, look, I, I'm, if we aim high, if we aim high, if we aim third, there's there's even more chance we'll finish fourth. You've got to aim high. Don't You've got set, to do that, settle yeah. for a fourth. You've Don't do settle that. for a fourth because then you could end up fifth or sixth. You know, let's aim high. Why not? It's not beyond the realms. We have beaten Chelsea in the ball, right? or beaten the Cups, but we have beaten them. And that's under Arteta. So it can happen. I don't care what yeah. anyone says. You know, we were so unlucky against Man City at the time. We're flying. 
now Liverpool have pegged them back. All right, maybe they're a different, slightly different prospect. But at the end of the day, when we played Man City, we were the better team and it was the officiating that robbed us of that game. I don't care what anyone says. That was some of the best football I've seen from Arsenal in years against arguably one of the best teams in Europe, if not the best team in Europe at the moment. So for me, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. I really do believe we will get fourth. I, I, I don't care what Man, Man United have got in their squad and whatnot. Now, when you talk, talk about transfers, yes, I was disappointed in January. I thought, Jesus Christ, we need someone. He's not got anyone. And we needed at least two players at the minimum, let alone one. We've got no one. Um, but now, looking at it, and especially after the game against Wolves, and I know it's easy, always easy to talk about something after it happens and then you think, yeah, but then, you know, take one. And then you kind of well, rein yourself back in and think, no, take one game at a time. But actually, think about it. We had no Tomiyasu. We had no Smith Rowe, who's been pulling the strings for us. He's our top striker. And I actually, during that game, I was thinking, Jesus, we so miss Smith Rowe today. We so, you know, he could actually be the one that would finish off to complete the game today for us. And he wasn't there. And he's, he's, we've got into comeback. If Pepe does do what you guys talked about earlier and he gets our 10 goals or eight to 10 goals and, he, and he's involved in some assists, we've got him. We've even got Etienne Ketia, who's probably going to leave. But if he plays like he did in that cameo, why not? It only takes a second to score a goal. And even if he comes on for five minutes and he changes it for us or has some influence in changing it for us, well, I'll take that all day long. So for me, I was worried that we didn't get anyone in. But now, actually, I'm not as worried as I was because I think we still have got players to come off the bench. And on top of that, I mean, you said it yourself, James, earlier. You know, we worried about Tommy Asu and Cedric, but Cedric actually has been doing a good job. So I'm not so worried now if he carries on that bit like the way he's been playing. So actually, in most positions, we're probably okay. We're not too bad. And I feel that, you know, all we've got to do is just carry on with this ethos and we're going to give ourselves every chance. And then come the summer, we've got more time uh, to think about who we really want to get in and who we need in this in the summer. The summer for me has always been a better position and a better time to get players in because halfway through the season there's not many players who especially if they're doing well in their club not really going to want to move you know not halfway through the season I just feel that it's it's a better time for us so I'm not worried so much now and I just feel yeah mate top uh, third for me not fourth third I'll All right. if we have our best 11 Oh, then I'm talking about the proper, you know, no injuries, yeah, everything, question, fingers yeah. crossed, you know, that's touching the question. everything else. Our best 11, I'm confident enough, can give Chelsea a game. Liverpool, I just think, Liverpool and Man City to me are just different beasts. Separately, yeah. But we, but, we, but we saw against Man City until, like what Neil said, and it went a bit rogue and everything else like that. We gave them a game, and that's all I want. I, you know, I know that at the moment, we're not in the position to win the league, which hurts me. It pains me to say it, but you know, I look at who we are. Uh, sorry, I look at where we are and not who we are at the moment. That's that's how I view things on on this on this club. And um, yeah, I'm like Chelsea. We we can give them a game. We can. I, I reckon we can have a go and do something. But Liverpool just is is tricky. But no, I, I think, like I said earlier, I think if he drops below at least sixth. Then that just shows that you've had a monument, you've had a massive collapse here. You have had a massive collapse. But um, I don't know. I think I think we I think they might pull him. I think they might pull him through, Jack. The more and more I look, you know, I don't wow. get carried away. But I think I think they might pull him through because yeah. he's completely galvanised all of them, mm. and I think that says a lot. 
I think when you've got someone that does believe in you that much, you, as much as it will reward you to do what you've set out to do, it will reward him. And that's another thing I'll give him credit for because I used to think that they didn't want to play for him. But these lot are. They do. I, I think they do really want to play for this guy. Yeah. No, I'm noticing that as well. And um, yeah, that's what's encouraging me. Like I, I'm noticing that unity amongst the group. It seems like everyone's sort of building the right, right direction. I mean, Wenger used to always love working with small squads, really. I mean, he had bigger ones because he was in Europe and stuff like that. But in terms of the players he actually relied upon in terms of us being successful, I mean, you think about 2004, I mean, it was really just 14, 15 players. We got away with very few injuries. Um, so I can, see, I can see the benefit to that. And, and on the flip side, you've got to be a little bit encouraged that we didn't go out and just purchase for the sake of purchasing, right? The argument there would be, well, could you have got in a six-month loan that could have helped us goal-wise? But, you know, they may not wanted to do that. You know, they may not have... I, I get the feeling that Arteta isn't very keen on loans unless there's a permanent option anyway. But Odegaard, he must have felt that Odegaard had the... There was going to be the ability for Odegaard to stay permanently. So maybe that's just not what we're doing. And and and, and that's good. That's that, that's good. That means we're trying to hold ourselves to a, to a higher standard now, which when you get better, signings become harder, don't they? Because you've got to get people that elevate the group. I think we can all see where the elevation in the group is going to come from. I still look at Xhaka in that sort of left-sided midfield eight position, think it can be improved, even though I thought he did tremendously well yesterday. And then obviously, like Lacazette, you need something different. You need someone that's more clinical for sure. Um, at times and has probably a bit more of an aerial um, ability, especially we're going to cross it 43 times a game or whatever. But um, but what a win. Three wins on the bounce. We've got a week till till Watford away who are fighting for their lives. So, And they've given some teams a, a pretty good game at Vicarage Road, haven't they? Um, I think Tottenham were very lucky to win there. They bashed Man U there 4 or 5 1, didn't they? Um, so, you know, it could be tricky, but hopefully we've got Tommy Asu back for that, who seems to be injuring a different calf every other day and, and, and Smith Rowe back for that. And it gives us a little bit more options, you know. We, 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 it's nice to have those those few more options. So, 14 games to go. Very, very clear what we need to do. One game at a time, isn't it? And hopefully we'll be back for um, after the next one. Um for, to, to, to do a post sit down on the, on the Watford game and fingers crossed it's a win so uh, Neil James anything left to say are we all good predictions do, mate yeah I was just about to say you want to do predictions for I'm Watford sorry yeah. God, it's been so long isn't it <laughs> predictions for Watford is it Saturday or Sunday next week Saturday. Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, Neil predictions 6am for me yeah I was going to say early start for you I'm afraid it's alright I'll be up at 6 4-1's are tough but um, Neil Watford away Prediction goal scorer. 2-0. 2-0 away. And uh, um, uh, Smith Rowe. 2-0 Smith Rowe. James, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to go for 3-1. And I'm going to say Saka. Saka's a safe bet. <laughs> Saka. Okay, I'll go... Um, we've got a win, we've got a win. I'll go 2-1. I'll go 2-1 Lacazette. Lacazette, and I I agree. I I think we need half a dozen goals from him coming at some point. Um, You know, this season we can really do with that. We definitely don't want your central striker to get no goals. So, and he knows that. You heard him in the interview. He knows he needs to improve in that area. So, I'll 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 back him. I'll back him. 
Can I just say one thing? I forgot to mention, you know, we talk about the atmosphere very, very quickly. What else struck me on that was different to even the other ones that I've been to this season was after the game, the fans were buoyant for ages. I mean, I haven't seen this in years. I'm talking about when I used to start singing off in tubes and be a bit of a thug. And I remember, um, you know, all on the tubes on the way back, even in the, when we, you come out of the stadium itself and in the concourse the I heard this, yeah. and all this. Oh my God. And and, it's, and it will never get old. It will never get old. It doesn't matter. We just beat Wolves last class and we'd given, they'd given us all the stick for celebrating the game before. The main thing we were singing was Tottenham songs about them being battered everywhere they go. And I just loved it. I thought, I, and it just because it's not just it's not the, it's not the content of the song. It's the fact that the fans are so buoyant, and you know I'm not joking. All the way from the stadium to the station, and then in the station, singing. And I've never I haven't seen that for years, for years. So come on, yeah, it's coming absolutely. back. It's coming yeah, back. I'm seeing it. I mean, he talks about that connection with the club and the fans, and he's definitely bringing that back to like you said, the Highbury. Days. it's feeling like that and we're starting to maybe build a bit more of a fortress at the Emirates which we haven't yeah. had for a long time but um, which is really good you, How want, you want to come over next, you want to come over next season mate when it's all done up yeah, yeah well, it's interesting wasn't it it's different to how you remember it yeah yeah, they, you know, they I don't know if it'll be a, anything like uh, your magic one well, that you built over well, there but <laughs> there's rumours that we're doing a uh, pre-season game over here isn't there in oh, that yeah, stadium yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'll am i be getting tickets for that I want to go see what stands <laughs> built over here and then it's probably make our oh, place right. look like it needs a billion well, dollar investment spaceship in it over there how many times have you watched the uh, celebration to the Lacazette or own goal how many times have you watch? I watch it. I've watched it about twenty times yeah, just to I've see what happens. The one with the Titanic music. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. One thing I'll add as well, and I would still like Ruben Neves to sign for Arsenal because I love that guy. I think that Great guy player. would be a game changer. But when Ramsdale ran out of the goal right at the oh. end, right where he was in his face, it does this little pump. I'm like, you are a provocateur, but I yeah. love it. Yeah. I'm like, I love it. Well, he, like, he gets a kick yeah. out of it, and it and it and it yeah. and it yeah, makes it play Rightfully so, you know. If you if you're going to give it, be prepared that if it don't go your way, you're getting it back. Yeah, yeah. I'm loving the little comments from Lacazette on social media and stuff like that. Is well, how's that for a celebration and all this sort of stuff? They they obviously see it, they read it. Tierney um alluded to as much. He's like, yeah, we, we know what was being said. We'll, we'll that's why we're gonna deal with it, try to deal with it on the pitch and stuff. But it's good, isn't it? You've got, you've got to get that siege mentality of 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 people against us and, and 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 you know, you know, you know, whether it's the referees or 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 other teams commenting, trying to be relevant. That's that's when we were at our best. Was, being all of that. Yeah, sort I was just stuff, about to say we? that's when we were at our best. Yeah, you know, yeah. even even before I was really, you know, in this world, um, we had that where we got docked the points for the brawl at Old Trafford. We yeah, nineteen ninety one. Still one pulled it through. All that with right at the beginning, Arsene who and you know, yeah. it wasn't full blown racism or you know, but it was it was tinged there tinged, a bit. You know, yeah. they didn't like. First like foreign this, coach, all that. Didn't like this Frenchman coming in here, showing them all up how to do it. You know, this is a British game for British people, you know, that lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah clotted uh, cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean. But yes, um, I've watched it again. I, I really liked Gabrielle's celebration, actually, because you could tell he was just like 
relieved. And even yeah. when everyone, even when Lacazette went away, who was, was the guy that fell on the there. floor? Was that Odegaard? Odegaard. He, he was just like, yeah, because yeah, he, he yeah. ran 12k. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, I know I'm in the lead, and I'm going to finish it off. Well, yeah. again, I mean, Odegaard, a team player, much like Lacazette, but he played a big, big role in the goal, didn't he? I Massive. mean, he kept the play oh. going and they were sitting deeper and deeper. It was amazing, really. It was a fantastic. And one of those that I would have loved to be been at. Um, the strings like a tampon thief, mate, that bloke. <laughs> Even Arteta's celebration, everyone's celebration is brilliant. Yeah, it's great. It's I mean, brilliant. I love the old bench cap. I think Arteta straight away after the second wedding started started doing yeah, the old time watching <laughs> either to wind them up or to say oh. I think that's the game now guys that's yeah. it <laughs> where's that whistle ref where's that whistle oh, that was brilliant God. I love the old bench cams especially when you've won I love watching the bench cams it's brilliant isn't yeah. it so oh. I'll tell you what you're going to have some no matter what happens on that Amazon Prime doc, you're going to have some uh, interesting stuff to watch mm. back aren't we so when is that out is it next I presume it comes out in summer, doesn't it? Because that's yeah. when. Yeah. I tell you what, I don't know what he laces like what Neil's got in his ears in, but old Stoivenberg, he gets up and all that. He gets a bit carried on, but they never fall. You know how we used to say about never falls um, out. Yeah. The, 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 the gel, regardless of how he hits the ball, it. the hair doesn't shift. I tell you what, he's got something in them AirPods, mate. They do not. <laughs> I I get when I go to work in London, they the amount of people that I'm like, mate. Airport, and they're like, oh my God, they're so expensive. Thank you so much. Yeah. He's don't move. He's don't, but I don't know if he's got, I don't know if he's got a yeah, special ear like or something. Special. If they're moulded, I don't know. Maybe oh, yeah, he's yeah. got the money to get the moulds or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's got, he's, he's had them specially made. To yeah. his ear they like, don't they? drop. They do not drop. No, 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 no. no, no it's like hugging him and, you know, hoisting him about and everything. Yeah, yeah, elite, yeah they elite don't level. move. They don't move. No, nah, it was a, f- Fantastic night, jealous, very jealous of Neil being there. My brother gave his ticket away because he thought he, yeah, I was the <laughs> deal. And I went, "You're an idiot! You're an idiot! Oh, you got a ticket oh, for like nothing, and you, you gave it away." I wouldn't <laughs> be giving that away, especially. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a real chance here with stuff. You know, it might not happen, but yeah. we're in it. We're in it, and um, John still brings. We're going to get relegated. So, oh uh, well, now he's on the old. I told you about Arteta, even though. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I back the manager, but I don't go and watch him. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I only go. I'm only going to go if it's in club level though, because it's a bit uncomfortable everywhere else. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gosh, oh, the old snobby prawn sandwich. <laughs> I tell you, unbelievable. Roy Keane would hate him. Um, it's all good. You've, um, got, all right. you've got to get him on. You have got to, the, inter- the interactions on Twitter. It's hard are too enough funny. getting him to respond to a it's text. Too funny. I tell you what, he's a uh, he's a uh, he's going to be the next prime minister. Where he's going? But he's so busy. Hard enough to get him to respond to a text. If we've won a game, I'll hear from him a week later. Mind you, this game, we all got on a on a video call. I was at work, but we all got on a, a video call. It, I mean, it was everyone was elated. When it, I mean, those games don't happen that often. Interesting to hear Mick Arteta say that he felt that 2-1 was bigger than, than it would have been to, let's say, win it comfortably 3-0, the way it was... Oh, one, best win of the season. Two one, 100%. yeah, and you and and you hope that, like you said, galvanizes and and gives us that belief, really, that that you can keep playing in that way, even if you have a setback. Because you, you know, we've been relatively faultless at the back, Gabriel, and people like that. So you're going to have those mistakes, aren't you? You Perhaps dream of these moments. You dream of these moments. You know, I'm sure as 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 young lads, you'd be thinking, oh, if I could go on and score the winning goal in the last last gasp, you know, literally the last kick of the game to win the FA Cup or something. Or the Champions League, you dream of moments like that. It's just, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just, just brilliant. So yeah, no, definitely yeah. the biggest, as James just said, biggest win of the season in a way. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hopefully we, we push on and continue. Boy, it's been great. A little bit long, my fault. Um, Neil, James, we're on at Purely Thank Arsenal you guys. P or look us up on Twitter at Purely Arsenal P. YouTube, just type in Purely Arsenal uh, podcast on YouTube and it will come up. Thank you to Anthony, Mike, we miss you. Hopefully get you on after the... Uh, after the Watford game, and we'll be sort of back regular a little bit yeah, after can our I just say winter well, break. Can I, can I just say thank you to the man at the bottom down there? You know, Neil. you said, you, yeah, you said you had an hour today, mate, but you stayed. And yeah, you stuck you know, it out. He has. Oh what, what, is it top, he's a proper oh trooper. Neil's gone. Oh no! Oh, no you got got my, where's my crunchy nut? It's soaking. <laughs> Why is it good? <laughs> I haven't had those for years. I need to get back top, to that. You're a top man, Neil. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> bless you. Stayed, you stayed your time, mate. Now appreciate that. Yes, appreciate chat. Good chat. Always appreciate. Hopefully, it translates to the listeners. Yes, fingers crossed. We'll be. Um, it'll be out sometime this weekend, and then we'll be back after the Watford game. Try to keep it regular hopefully bring us some luck doing it regular as well oh, um, come on we need it cheers boys up the arsenal thanks a lot come on boys